Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Do that and you can win some money like I did tonight. Ooh, it was a big night for me. Garbage time goal, baby. Hell yes. It's a, it doesn't matter. They all count. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi will join us uh, later from the United Center after Luke Richardson meets the media. It's going to be an interesting one, so make sure you stick around to see what was said in the postgame today. The Blackhawks lose 8-5 to the Seattle Kraken, who are the first team in the history of hockey or the NBA to go 7-0 on a seven-game road trip. That has never happened in NHL or NBA history. That is remarkable. The Seattle Kraken are really, really good. We'll get to that as the show goes on. Uh, but, Greg, this is just one of those games, one of those nights where everything goes wrong. Uh, it becomes a comedy of errors in the first, and there's really no bouncing back from it. And, you know, we could break it down as much as we want, but I think every year a game like this happens to every team where yeah. it's just one of those nights where you're like, oh, good Lord, nothing is happening right. Yeah. Every shot is going in. And we, you've talked about goalie wins before. This was a goalie loss. Both guys played very poorly in this game. Yeah, this was a team loss. Yeah. Uh, this was the perfect night that the Blackhawks to ha- host a pregame bar crawl for the fans inside the United <laughs> Center because that first period was drunk. Uh, it was bad. It was literally like we couldn't even – I missed two or three of those goals because I was busy writing down the one that happened. Five straight shots yes. went in. Yes. They scored six goals on seven Shots and they almost was seven and seven. That one save Mrazic did make barely was that crazy carom off the boards yep. and he almost went in the net. Uh, brutal, yeah, brutal, brutal, brutal. By the way, the six goals scored on seven shots, five of those goals came in three minutes and 41 seconds. It was just, it didn't matter how Seattle they were toying with them. In that first period, it was it was embarrassing. Yeah, they were getting booed out of the rink, rightfully so. Loud cheers when Alex Daylock finally made a, sh- a save. So so Marazic gives up. He gave up five, four, four, right? Four, no, five. He gave up five. Uh, he came in after four goals on five shots. Four, yeah, four. Yes. I can't even remember. Yeah, four goals on five shots on Marazic, and then the first two shots Daylock faces. It, they go in. Yeah. Like, one of those just, at that point, everybody in the press box is just laughing. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, we can get that post-game article getting going pretty quick. <laughs> this, this one is over. And, sure, they played okay in the second period, but that's because Seattle stopped. Yeah, they, they, they took their foot off the gas. And in the second, time. it was 6-3. It was like, oh, we're going to score two goals in, like, eight seconds and, <laughs> and remind you, like, you know, Seattle is – a really good hockey team. Yeah. They are a really good hockey team. They got some guys on there that, uh, you know, it kind of has uh, that uh, a Golden Knights feel from, from their first year where you've got a lot of guys on that team that have been passed up by or other organizations. Yep. Jerry McCann leads, had a hat trick tonight, leads the team in goals. He's been, pat, what, the Penguins, the Maple Leafs, they don't have time for him. Uh, a guy like Daniel Sprong, another guy that was on the Penguins for a while. Guys that, that have been, you know, had chances. Look at, look at Eli Tolovan, who had a yep. goal. He's been that was a guy out. that I wanted the Blackhawks to make a waiver claim on when the Predators let him go for nothing. And the Kraken were very smart to pick him up. And then even to the point where Predators GM for life, David Pohl, the other day was like, yeah, I think I screwed that one up. We probably, yeah, he admitted it. We probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was not great. Now uh, that I look at it. I bet you we shouldn't have done but that. But just on so. the Kraken real quick. So Max Domi leads the Hawks with 30 points. He had two points in this game. Uh, so he's the Hawks' leading scorer. Just going through the the score sheet for the Kraken, uh, Sprung has 14 goals. Tanev has 14 assists. Berniers has 17 goals. Vince Dunn has 24 assists. All these guys. Jordan Eberle has 25 assists. You go up and down Vince the Dunn Kraken another score guy. sheet. He was another guy. The St. Louis Blues couldn't yeah. find playing time they've for him. Just, they've all got so many points. This team can score. It's a team. This is the third time this season the Kraken has scored eight goals. 
the third time this year. Martin Jones has 21 freaking wins. <laughs> it's crazy. Martin Jones. Martin Jones. Has 21 wins. With a sub the Blackhawks nine. aren't going to win 21 games as a team no. this year. And it's a sub-90 save percentage for Martin yeah. Jones. That's how much the Kraken are scoring. It's it's the only thing that they suck at is the penalty kill. The penalty kill's real bad. It's under 70. It was 31st <laughs> in the league. It's probably down to 32 because they gave up two on two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh it's 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 crazy. It, this is that team and w- when they had their expansion draft, everyone's like, what are they doing? They're not taking anybody worth it. They took John Quenville from the Blackhawks. Yeah. Everyone was thinking, you know, uh, maybe Strom or, or someone or Murphy might go. It was it was Calvin DeHaan. Calvin DeHaan. That that's was right. the guy that, that was everybody, everybody thought. said yeah. was going to go. Yes. Man, that was crazy. So, anyway. Hey, they're looking pretty good now. They're going to be a playoff team. If they could ever figure out how to. That's the two, that's the two, they're really bad at faceoffs, too. They're like 31st in faceoffs as well. well so. That's the one thing the Hawks are good at. They're and a lot we'll of good see, at doing them. See how um, it matters. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Seattle's going to be a playoff team. They're, they're real. They are just. And Matty Beneers is a freaking stud. I love that kid. He's imagine if Shane Wright hits where he's supposed to be here in a couple years. Team with Matty Beneers and Shane Wright as your first and second line centers. Yeah, they're gonna be good for a while. Yes, they're gonna be good for a while. And yes, those uniforms we talked about them all night. Those road whites by the Kraken. Chef kiss. Wow. They're great. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. and they're. I think the crazy thing is their best uniforms are their reverse retros. They've got kind of the blue and and sky blue like yeah. barber pole going. They look great. Uh, let's get to some of the chat comments. Uh, Gunzo's in here in a good mood as always. Hey, negative comments from Gunzo. It must be a day ending. Addressing in only me, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> what are Kyle Davidson's resume points that make him an NHL GM? Rocky not wanting to play a. Pay a qualified GM for rebuild. Yep, that's it. That's what it is. Um, Maybe they'll give you the job next, and we'll see how good you do. I, you know what? He should have been a former player. That's that's what every GM has to be for Hawks fans to be happy. You got to be a former player. We saw Chris Chelios. Maybe they should have given him the yeah, gig. Exactly. <sighs> He's been working for the Blackhawks since 2010. So 12 years of experience in the front office of an NHL team. That sounds like qualifications to me. Hey. You know, that's fine. We'll keep the receipts. If the rebuild works, Connor Bedard is here. The Blackhawks are back in the playoffs in four, three, four seasons. Yeah. We'll remember the people that poo-pooed the whole, the whole uh, rebuild thing. And, we, like, just don't celebrate too hard because you hated this. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I, yeah. I, it's, we got caught in, in the BS arguments on Twitter yesterday because – the overwhelming majority of our, our listeners and Blackhawk fans in general are on board with this. Yeah. And yet we still got to do this. I'm, I'm done paying attention to the people who don't like it. Don't like it. That's fine. Fan how any way you want to fan. But like being negative every day must be so freaking exhausting. Yeah. It's also really easy. I just, here's the thing. You can like it or not, but it's happening. Regardless of how you feel about it, so are we going to do that for eighty-two games? I'm not. I'm no. Done. Like I'm just, done, I'm done defending. Let's just. I'm done let defending. It play out. I'm at let the point where I, I, where oh, it's almost like the whole he who shall not be named thing. Like I'm done defending the rebuild. If you don't think this was the right move, I got nothing for you anymore. There's a, got nothing for you. What anymore. do you like? I don't know what, what we're supposed to say to that. Anyway, um, let's talk Haw- about the Hawks getting their ass kicked again. Well. I mean, 13 goals in a game, it's exciting. You're looking at the score sheet. And like you said, Greg, as the game's going on, like we write down for our show, for our show notes what happened. And as we're writing, another goal is scored, another goal is scored. I missed probably five of the eight goals scored tonight because I was sitting down writing. And you have to look up, and when we're in the press box, I got a little TV screen that's about 20 seconds yeah, behind on, the it's action. A, it's on the uh, live broadcast. Yeah. Live broadcast. Of oh, oh, oh. It, Kraken Discord again. Kraken scored again. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, so I we I, I missed that one too. Goal. <laughs> Another, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, look, this is what a rebuild looks like, right? And I know we had a little bit of uh, a detour of what the Hawks really are for the last three games. These are going to happen. When you play a team as good as the Kraken, 
you're going to get your ass kicked sometimes. This was a little bit extreme of an ass whooping. Yeah, I mean, it. And I don't, I don't think they played as poorly as the score indicates. It's so hard to tell. When the goalies are that bad. The goalies were bad, but they didn't get a lot of help. Uh, the one goal, Caleb Jones stood there flat-footed. and, and Yeah, Kurashev uh, kind of gave up on one, too. And then in the, those third-period goals were pretty brutal. That eighth goal, everybody just kind of stood around and said, yeah, just go. But at that point, whatever, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, you could say, yeah, they played better in the second period, but were they cracking even trying at that point? Like, no, they just- weren't. They weren't playing with the same intensity or, or I don't want to say intensity. They weren't playing with the same urgency as they were in the first period. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Like, and you're, but as bad as, as things are, and there's still some things that, that drive us insane. How many times did we sit there in that press box and yell at Max Domi to shoot the effing puck? Oh, my God. Sure, he had a goal. But if this dude actually shot... As much as he should be, he'd have 22 goals right now. I know we're not supposed to emote in the press box, but that opportunity that Domi had, down four, alone in front of the net. And he looks for Patrick Kane. What are you doing? Do- You're down four. Shoot the puck. Put the puck on the damn net, and then the next period starts, and guess what? He shoots and he, he scores. He shoots and scores. Look at all of the Kraken goals. All of them. We're just dudes. I have an opportunity to shoot. Boom. Shot. The one that, uh, boy, you lose track. I got it written down here. The, I think it was the, the second goal that Staylock gave up. Yeah, the, the, the Tolvanen one was was fine. It was a really nice sauce pass on that one, and he just scored. He was in alone. But the uh, McCann's shot, the wrist shot from the circle, there's no one in front of Staylock. There's no one defending McCann. He shoots and it beats him five hole. He's like, took a look like, I'm uncovered. I'll shoot. What the hell? What's the worst that can happen? A rebound? He makes a save. We got a face off in the zone. Fine. Shoot the damn puck. And Max Domi has one of the best shots on the team. The best. I don't think there's any question about it. In terms of velocity and the heaviness of his shot, the the, the quickness of the shot, like from blade to he's net. shooting, He's shooting over 10% this year. Yeah. He's shooting like 12, 13%. Shoot the puck more, well, especially and, when you're there. You're, yeah. When you're down four and you've got just you and the goalie and you decide to pass, when, I swear, I said it earlier in the year, it's gotten a little better, but I'm back on the Kyle Davison needs to find Max Domi every time he passes up a scoring chance to pass the Patrick Or get Kane. him and Kane off the same line because he is clearly looking for Patrick Kane all the time, which is, this is what we talked about when Kane was out for the last three games saying – this team's better without Kane, not because Kane's bad, but because he, when he's not there, the whole team's not looking to defer people, to him. People start stepping up and trying to do it themselves. Yes, exactly. And, my God, Max Domi's been in this league too long to be deferring to Patrick Kane. I think Patrick Kane would probably tell him, shoot. I'm pretty sure he has told him, fuck. hey, buddy, what are you doing? We know Patrick Kane wants his numbers. He wants his goal total to be higher. He takes pride in those things. But at the same is, time, is, you would think Max Domi God. has a has a has a a clause in his contract that if Patrick Kane scores thirty <laughs> yeah, goals, really. he gets an extra million dollars. Seriously, seriously, like come on, man! And I I really like Max Domi. Me too. But shoot, yeah, it's been the story all year, all year. It's with just that. frustrating when you have a guy that's got the best shot on your team refusing to shoot when he's got. Great lanes. Like, it just... Yeah. It's very, very frustrating. And this was a way, way frustrating loss. One of those nights, it's almost comical. Like, it, it went from, oh, my God, to, okay, this is kind of funny. And then the Hawks, oh, oh what's happening? Oh, no, it's funny again. It was just, it's one of those games that you're just going to, uh, you just kind of have to chalk it up to it's, one of those nights. But like, it was awful. It's like... Playing a game on NHL 23. Yeah. That's what it felt like tonight. Uh, like, Liam McHugh, by the way, nailed it uh, for, from TNT, our buddy who sometimes shows up when we, when we book him. Uh, he tweeted out, uh, good God, this will be the opening scene in the 30 for 30 on Bedard's Hall of Fame career with the Blackhawks. 
from your Twitter to God's ears, Liam, that would be amazing. And as we've talked a couple times Friend this of the year, show, Liam McKee. Yes, about the file we're going to keep of. Remember this? Remember that? This, remember this Dude Dark Era on the power be, yeah, play? This game's going to be here. This could be one of those. When the starting, when the starting lineup was Andres Anthony Cio, Jason Dickinson, and Mackenzie Entwistle <sighs> against the God Seattle Kraken. The mighty Kraken. It's, yeah. it's just... Uh, Speaking of 30 for 30s... Yeah. You just, I'm, just, I'm not going to get into the details because we, only have a, we have less than an hour. But 30 for 30 needs to do an episode on this whole Robin Leonard bankruptcy oh, yeah. snake thing. Just Google it, <laughs> read it, and try and figure out what the F is going on. It is like Tiger King Season 2, except even more insane. Yeah. It's crazy. You were telling me about it during the intermission, and as you're giving me details, my eyes are just growing like, what? Yeah, it's... What? It's, I, I can't even get the details It was straight. like a Mad Lib. <laughs> it was really insane, but also really on brand for Mar- Marvin Leonard. And, you know, ugh. Yeah, so basically, I'll give you the short, short version of it, and you can get the details yourself. A starting NHL millionaire goaltender is filing for bankruptcy because of snakes. That's it. There it is. That is correct. Yeah. That is the answer. It's uh, Look it up and uh, read it before you go to bed tonight, and then you'll stay up all night wondering, what the hell did I just read? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I failed to do my job at the start of the show. I was not ready to go, just like the Blackhawks. Make sure you smash that like <laughs> button for us. We would greatly appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well, and on your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe or follow button. We would really appreciate your help there. Uh, let's get to some of the uh, chat questions. We got one there from uh, Shep Kelly who was asking about the Blackhawks rebuild goalie. I hate to bring it to you guys, but it's probably going to be Peter Mrazek again next year. He's got another year on his deal, and some people have asked about, like, well, maybe they should buy out Peter Mrazek to get to the cap floor. You need a goalie. You're, I don't think next year they're the trying to the really win The goal's not to either. win either, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Soderblom is here full-time next year. Uh, but I, I would be surprised if it's not if it's not Peter Mrazek again. Yeah, I mean you could do the buyout, you know, or maybe it's maybe it's an LTIR type of thing or whatever. Um, I would have no problems bringing Alex Stalock back and having him and Soto Bloom be the. Uh, I would love that. Be the one A one B tandem next year, um, but Mrazek's under contract, so you know they got to figure that out, but. Next year's team is not going to be designed to compete very well either. I don't think they're going to be shooting for the number one overall pick. They'll take it if they get it. Sure. But they're not going to shoot for it. But they're definitely going to want another top five pick next year. So if Peter Mrazek's one of your goalies next year, then, you know, keep those lottery balls bouncing. Uh, Looking at the free agent goalies next season, uh, Jonathan Quick, Semyon Varlamov, Pudwak, Ben Bishop, Freddie Anderson, Jonathan Bernier, Cam Talbot. Is there anybody Tristan under 40 Jerry, on that Anton list? Anton Hudobin. <laughs> uh, Alex Nadelk. I can never say his name. Ned. I just call him Ned. Just call him bad. Mackenzie Blackwood. Laurent Brossois. James Reimer. Mike Smith. Aiden Hill. So, yeah. Yeah, no. Not a, not a lot of free agents you're going to be interested in there. Now, of course, there could be one of those uh, help a team out with a goalie. It's not going to be Bobrovsky. No. Right, we get that every time. We got it right there. Bijan is saying maybe you want to try back. We don't want the Bravatsky contract because it lasts forever. Right. Like, there are other ways to get to the... I would rather overpay for a middling third-line winger than four years of Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. He the Panthers are going to have to buy that thing out and, and pay... The Panthers, Bill Zito has just absolutely put that franchise over a barrel real quick. Yeah, that was last year. If they didn't win the Cup last year... They're in deep shit, and guess what? They didn't win the cup last year. They fire their coach. They bring in mm-hmm. the highly overrated Paul Maurice. Uh, they trade away Uyghur and Huberdeau for Tuchuk, who's a great player. Yeah. They've got no salary cap space, and they have no draft first-round draft picks till 2025. And a $10 million goalie who might as well be Peter Mrazek. Uh, Bobrovsky signed through 2025-26. And uh, Bijan said, trade Seth Jones for him. No. No, because Seth no. Jones is still a good player. He's productive. He had three points tonight. Yes. And Seth Jones, theoretically, could still be here when the Hawks get good again. And Seth Jones is making market value for a number one defenseman. Yes. 
and and Seth Jones' contract in two or three years probably won't seem as bad as it does. No, I, Remember yeah. when everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're giving Duncan Keith this much money, or I can't believe you're giving $6 million to Corey Crawford. In the last three years of his contract, people were like, I can't believe we're only paying Corey Crawford <laughs> yeah. $6 million. Seriously. Like, it, it, it will even out. Like, I would rather have eight more years of Seth Jones at $9 million than four years of Sergey Borowski at $10 million. Definitely. Uh, Jamie says, if the Hawks get Bedard is another terrible season possible, for a top five pick, especially with all the other prospects developing, do they go young or is that rushing it? Uh, if they, if they get Bedard, they're still going to be. They won't be a playoff team. No, they'll still be a, a top team. ten pick. You'll have Bedard, you'll have Reichel, but you'll be without Kane and Taves most likely. Uh, who knows what probably, happens with the Thanasi? You probably and Domi. no Domi unless he comes back. Yeah, you're going to have to bring in some more players, um, and I think they will be a little better next year, but. You got to see who you're going to lose first before we can start having a they conversation. Will, but they, could they land a top five pick? Absolutely, they'll be in a they'll be in the lottery. So who knows what happens? But yeah, they they might score a lot of goals with Bedard or Fantilli or whoever's here. Fantilli gets drafted number two. I don't think he's here next year. Yeah, probably based, another year. In based Michigan. on the way, yeah, let him and Nazar play together for a year, right? And then you know, but you know. It, Getting Bedard he doesn't rule out another five. He's not going to make this team a playoff team by himself. No, that's true. That's for sure. By the way, you mentioned uh, Seth Jones's three points, and as weird as this game was, there were a few positives in this one. Uh, Taylor Radish with three points, um, seventeen forty-two of ice time. He had four shots on goal. Uh, he had a, he had a nice game, and I know it, like you kind of have to take all the stuff with a grain of salt. But to me, the best moment is. Isaac Phillips' first NHL goal. Absolutely. And it's a shame it happens in a game like this because it's such a it's going to be a game remembered for how horrible it was. But, man, was that a nice goal from him. And Troy Murray was talking about it during the second intermission. When you see a young player banging a stick on the ice, calling for the puck, it's a big indicator of confidence. And you could tell that Isaac Phillips is feeling himself a little bit. And I'm really glad he's back in the lineup. I would really like to see Luke get him and Ian Mitchell in the lineup at the same time. But I'm glad that Phil. If I had to choose one of the two, I'm choosing Phillips because I think he's got more of a future here. Absolutely. And projects to be a better NHL player at this point. But man, to see him work that give and go and then roof a backhander, that's impressive. I'm happy for Isaac Phillips. I've been a huge Isaac Phillips fan since the COVID year, his first year in Rockford just because of the way he played and then getting to, you know, have some conversations with him. He's just such a good kid, too. And, you know, I met his parents uh, last season uh, covering a Wolves game. They came to town to watch him play in, in the Wolves, and there you could tell that, oh, now I see why he's such a good kid because his parents yeah. are awesome people too. Well, how is and Mackenzie Enzewizzle such, such a good guy? I, I, it just, I, I guess it's growing up on the streets, you know, with no family or, the, or anyone taking care of him. mean just, streets of Sudbury. It teaches you to be a good person. I guess that's, you know, that's how you got to do it. Uh, but good for Isaac Phillips. That was a great play. And, and to, to your point about the confidence and Troy talking about the confidence, Luke Richardson actually said that about Ian Mitchell uh, a week or so ago saying that, he had actually called for a puck on the power play when he was on the second power play. He called for a pass, and unfortunately, Andreas Anthony Siu put it on his on the wrong side, and he couldn't shoot it. Twenty twenty, you know, that's your story of the Blackhawks this season. Um, but he said, seeing a kid like that call for a pass, especially on a power play, shows he's getting confidence, and that's that's what those guys need. Uh, you know, as as Richardson said also earlier in the year. When you're in NHL, when you're up here, you don't defer the NHL players because you are an NHL player and and be one. That's right, and yeah, that's that's totally correct. And I will say, like the guys that have gotten calls up this year, Phillips, Mitchell, uh, Reichel, they've all sort of subscribed to that. When they're out there, they act like they belong. There's no there's no well, timidness or fear to their game. They're not walking into the 2013 locker room. That helps. Yeah, they're not walking into the 2010 locker room, 2015. They're not yeah. walking into the room that's that's trying to win a Stanley Cup and, hey, kid, don't screw it up. Yeah. They're walking into a locker room where, like, I could be the freaking star of this team. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, a couple of people in the chat talking about some of the guys who are drafted this year and could they be in the NHL next year. 
I still don't think that Korchinski, Nazar, obviously not Renzel, Savoie, none of those guys project to NHL roster next year. If, if maybe Korchinski, maybe I, I just still, maybe. I don't, I don't see it happening because if if this year has taught us anything, Kyle Davidson's not rushing anybody. Well, so you're right, but I wonder if that is specific to this year because of Bedard. I'm sure that has something to do with it, but we'll see if next year all of a sudden, hey, we're going to give all these kids a chance. I doubt it. What's Korchinski's age? Is he AHL eligible? I don't know. Check that out. But let's think about this, and we'll ask Mario on the other side here. Uh, If you had to to pick one guy who is not with Rockford or Chicago right now to come up and play next season, who would it be? I think it's going to be Ethan Delmaster. Yeah, that's probably a solid pick. Or Nolan Allen. Yeah, one of those two guys. They're older. Kurchinski cannot play in the AHL next year. He has to play. So Hawks or Junior? Hawks or Junior? I don't see. I see him going back to Junior. Yeah, agreed. All right, Mario is standing by. Uh, so we want to tell you about our DraftKings King of the Game, and yeah, we actually have one in an eight to five loss. It is Isaac Phillips who scored his first career goal, three shots on goal, nineteen thirty nine of ice time in this one for Isaac Phillips. So congratulations to the kid uh, for his first NHL goal. Uh, three shots, uh, two takeaways as well. Really solid game from a kid who just looks better and better every time he plays. And, folks, it is NFL Wild Card Weekend. And, yeah, we got some games under our belts already today. There's a bunch more happening tomorrow. Go to DraftKings and play the Wild Card round there. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL to kick off the road to Super Bowl 57 new customers can bet just five dollars and get 200 in free bets instantly listen up again you bet five dollars and you instantly get 200 dollars in free bets in your DraftKings account that is a no-brainer that is free money so do it plus all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good. Why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? And I had some success on DraftKings tonight in the hockey realm. I had the Kraken scoring first, the Kraken leading after the first, and a Patrick Kane goal. So I hit that $5 turned into you were, 35 You were 14.7 seconds away from a big old nothing. Yes, I was. <laughs> but it, it, they it's don't like, ask how they It's like many. winning your fantasy football game because Justin Fields got a garbage touchdown <laughs> with four minutes to go. That's okay. Down that counts. 28. Hey, that that counts. Good. And uh, I also won, and we'll talk about this, I won the, uh, the beat reporter pool too. We'll get to that later. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code CHGO. New customers can bet 5 bucks on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, what's, ju- what's the only thing more fun betting on sports? It's actually going Witnessing sports. to the sports. Yes. Well, it's, most nights. Well, hey, it's, you can still have fun. Uh Yes, and if you want to go and attend some sporting events in Chicago or wherever you may be tuning in from, we recommend that you use GameTime, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals to tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, front row at a concert, on the glass at a hockey game, maybe some other team if you actually want to see a team win. Um, biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy, and that's at game time. You won't find a better, better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. If you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description if you're watching live on YouTube. Thank you. Scroll down. You'll see that big giant thumb. Why don't you give that a click? And right under that, you'll see the link to the game time tickets. Anytime you want to buy Blackhawk tickets or tickets to any kind of event, click on that link. If you're listening to our audio-only episodes, it's also in the description wherever you're getting that at. So join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And the best thing is with game time, if you find a price lower on any one of those other phony ticket sites, let them know and they will match that price. You won't, though. But if you do, they'll match it. All right, let's go out to the United Center. 
uh, home of 13 freaking goals tonight, and bringing our buddy Mario Tirabasi, who was there for the morning skate and the post-game press conferences. Well, I'm sure that was not the most uh, friendly and comfortable place to be, Mario, but let us know. What was it like in the Hawks locker room tonight? Uh, it was – let me get my uh, shot here good. There we go. Uh, it was, you know, a little – a little tense, but uh, you can kind of imagine that after you get your blow, uh, doors blown off for eight goals uh, against the Seattle Kraken. Um, Jonathan Taze and Max Domi uh, spoke with the media and um, a couple couple brush-offs, but uh, look, like the, the Luke Richardson put it best. These guys did not show up today ready to play a game, physically or mentally. And he hung almost none of the goals uh, in the first period blitz by Seattle uh, on either Alex Stalock or Peter Mrazek. Um, almost none. Some of them, yes. But uh, most of them he chalked up to uh, the team just not being ready to play, not being ready to uh, to skate with a Seattle team that's not the team that we saw last year. This is a, this is a dangerous, this is an effective Seattle Kraken team. And uh, we saw it tonight. You know, we, we, we saw uh, Alex uh, Ovechkin, score 800 goals against the Blackhawks history against the Blackhawks tonight more history was made against the Blackhawks this is the first time ever that a team has gone on a seven game or longer road trip in the NHL and swept the road trip Seattle Kraken have won seven straight games on the road seven one coming tonight it's never happened in the NBA either or in the NBA yeah and the NBA goes on wicked road trips yeah Pretty impressive, and, uh, and it even makes it more impressive. The, the game before this, they shut out the Boston Bruins in Boston. I believe yeah. that was Boston's first regulation loss at home this season. I believe um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this is a good, very good team, and I use like to stress the word team because they definitely play team hockey. They're not they, – if you ask your casual uh, hockey fan out there, name name the best player on the Seattle Kraken. They probably couldn't name one or two players. Like, it's – a lot of guys that, you know, had had chances elsewhere. Some some succeeded, some didn't, but they play as a team and they come at you, man. Four four lines all depth, night long. Depth wins. And yeah, it, it's yep. it I'm I'm glad that, that Luke was not his usual uh hey, they uh you know, we played good but we still lost type of thing. You know, he needs to get a little there's no way he could be happy at that. I, I tweeted after midway through the first period, I tweeted the gif of the uh, letter Kenny coach kicking the garbage can and saying, this will be Luke Richardson as soon as this period is over. And, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to have been in the locker room after that first period. Yeah. Look, Richardson said, you know, he, coming into the first, uh, first intermission, he didn't wait to the eight minute mark to go in and address the team like he usually did. He, uh, he went, went in right away. And was he yelling and screaming and throwing things? No, that's not his nature. And he said that uh, at that point, what does that do? It's already 6-1. It doesn't do anything. You're our, the game's already lost at that point. So he had to be direct and stern. And, uh, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, which cuts you deeper usually. So the Blackhawks had to come out of that sec. Look, they came, look, you throw away the first 20 minutes of a game, which you can't do. But if you do... They can't. They come away in in the second forty, the second half, and you know the back two periods of the game with a four two win. But you you you're down six one before that period, so it, it it does you no good. Max Domi said it after the game. He said, you know, we just flushed this one away, and and it's already been flushed by the team. And sure, from a player's perspective, you 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 burn the tape and move on. But look. I read between the lines of what Luke Richardson was was saying following this game. The Blackhawks had some off had, had some time off uh, these le- these last few days. They've won three games in a row. I got the sense that he was saying that the team got a little happy with themselves, uh, having three wins in a row, playing the way that they were, which is good. They needed that. They did not respond well to it, and this is a team that is in last place in the NHL. A three-game win streak is great. It is nothing for this team to, to, to hang their hat on the way that they've played this season. And these, these guys deserve to get some good results. They deserve to get some wins. They are not a team that can come in, take the foot off the gas, 
sit back on their laurels against a team like the Seattle Kraken coming into town in front of a freaking sellout. This was a sellout crowd tonight. The second time that that's happened this season. I didn't think they were going to have a sellout again this season after the Marion Hossa uh, number retirement night. I thought that was, I, we said it before the season, that might be the only sellout they have. Well, a Saturday night against the Seattle Kraken coming off a three-game winning streak, that was a sellout crowd. And the Blackhawks put up a friggin' turd in the first period, and they couldn't come back from it. So I, I think fans, uh, you know, they had the, the bar crawl before the game. I think fans were, fans were in a good mood. I think they were they were looking forward to a good game, and, and they were uh, they were served up that first period, and, and you could hear it in the uh, you know the cheers that Alex Stalock was getting for the first few saves that he was making of the game uh, after six goals on the first seven shots that both he and Peter Mrazek faced. Blackhawks fans were were rightfully giving it back to the team who did not show up tonight for them. So if i if i was here strictly as a fan and and as someone who observes this team as as our job now um i'm a bit upset because look i like to see a competitive game and i like to see games where you know you you, you can believe that the team is 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 giving a crap and that first period it 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 was evident that this team was just coasting and you can't coast you can't coast as the last team in the league you can't. There's no room to do that. So I understand. Look, I, I, I will be the first to – let me get my hand in the, in the shot. I will be the first to raise my hand and say, look at what Connor Bedard has done this season, and this result doesn't sting as much. But as a Blackhawks fan, as, as someone who came to this game tonight as a paying customer, I would really be upset. Yeah, look, like most nights they're there. They're competing. They're playing hard and just coming up short because of the talent gap. But, yeah, nights like this are a lot harder to excuse, you know, and I'm not going to agree with Luke that you can't put any of those any of the blame on the goalies for those. There were some bad goals given up. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, so Mrazek and both Stalock deserve some blame for this loss as well. And I know that's the classic coach thing to do after a game like this is you guys all let them down. Eh. They let them down a little bit too, and when you give up, you know, five goals in three plus minutes, the game's over. It's over, and you can go rah rah. You can be Rudy Rudiger as much as you want, but the reality is, the game's effing over, and there's, you're really just trying not to get hurt at that point. But you're right. Like full house Saturday night, let's go. You should be excited to play, and you should be excited to play a good team. This is not high school football. This is not pee wee. You're in the NHL, and so are they. There's two three-time cup winners on this team right now. There's how many times? Seth Jones a five-time All-Star now, right? Like, have some pride. You're right. Get ready to play. And when you know you're up against a team that's as good as the Kraken, be ready for it. Because all you're going to do if you're not ready is get your ass whooped in front of your home fans. And that's exactly what happened. So hopefully they get the message and they come out and respond. I'm confident that they, on Tuesday, will come out with a better response. I hope cause they I they hope freaking so. better or they're screwed. Yeah, we've 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 sang the praises a lot this year about hey yeah they lost four to two but they tried really hard and it's just a talent gap. This is one of the f- rare occasions since Luke Richardson has been behind the bench that you could say his team didn't have it from the opening draw, and you know people love to say that's on coaching to have them prepared. Sure, you can give a little blame there, but. You know, your pros, your NHL pros, yeah. be ready to play. Yep. And they yeah. just didn't they didn't well, have it. And here, here's another thing, too. And I, we haven't mentioned Lucas Reichel at all tonight, but you just sent down a kid that came up here and was the best player on the team for three games. He's tapping on all your damn shoulders, all of them. So if they're going to come out and not try – they're going to be non-factors. Did anyone see number 90 on the ice today for the Blackhawks? Did he play? Did Tyler Johnson play in this game? The guy who couldn't possibly be demoted from the top six. They don't have room for uh, – he played 14 minutes. He had one shot and one more shot attempt. That's it. That was Tyler Johnson's night. It's like I, I don't want to hear that anymore. Like, oh, you know, sorry, yeah. kid, we just don't have room for you. They've got room. And I, I don't want – my fear is that, like – 
well, you know, they're never going to call him up. We're supposed to be bad, so we're all just going to coast. And that was has been my fear all year, is as these losses start to pile up and this team realizes that they're, they are what they are and that's what they're going to be, there's no hope of getting better, that they're just going to coast. And they absolutely coasted for the first 20 minutes tonight, and they were embarrassed in front of their home crowds. I'm sorry. It's, it's, that's just what it is. You know, I, I hate to speculate, but I would not be surprised if that kind of thought, train of thought crept into their minds. Look, we played really well in these last three games. Lucas Reichel was one of our best players, and management sent him down. What do we have to play for? Hey, look, I, that, wouldn't, I, we, I wouldn't, wouldn't blame them, wouldn't be surprised. We talked about that yesterday on our very inflammatory uh, emergency <laughs> podcast where we said, how does Lucas Reichel feel after like, hey, I just came out and kicked ass and I'm going down. And then guys in the locker room are like, the breath of fresh air we needed, the the boost we needed, the guy who came up here and, and performed and fits in with the team. I walked into the arena the other night and he's down there playing the soccer game with, with his teammates. Everybody's laughing. People are happy to have him there. You saw how happy they were for him when he scored his first NHL goal. And they're like, hell yeah, this kid's here to play. All right. We got some, we got some life. We got some breath, some new, some new good feels along the, along the locker room. And he gets right back. You go kid. It's natural to say, well, what the hell, right? Like, come on, like, what are we doing? Like, I know we're, I know the idea is to not win, right? And I think those guys have grown, not, maybe not comfortable, but accepting of that fact. But man, you've got a kid who's coming up here and showing you everything, everything you wanted, probably more than that. And they're just like, eh, back down you go. Okay, yeah, whatever. And, and I, 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 I can totally see how the attitude today can be, well, if they're going to say F it, we're going to say F it. Yeah, and, and look, both both Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson spoke this morning at, at pregame skate. It was a kind of like a surprise, you know, Steve Austin glass break. Here comes Kyle Davidson uh, at morning skate today. We weren't really told that that was going to happen until uh, we were we were just outside the locker room. And they said, hey, Kyle's going to talk. Uh, and he came out and had to, for lack of a better term, defend sending Reichel down most of I'd say 80% of the questions that he fielded were about Lucas Reichel. The other ones were about Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, but they were about Lucas Reichel and, and the development path. And, and look, like you can, you can say like, this is what he was told. This is, this is the, the, the blueprint. This is the plan. I, the, the, I, the one criticism that I, I think I can tangibly say of, of Kyle Davidson uh, managing his his team managing these these Blackhawks is that it's he's making moves that are so blatant they're too blatant and players see that players aren't these guys aren't dumb they they know what all this means and yes they understand like yeah we're you know we're not expected to win games but they're still going to go out and try and prove people wrong that's their that's their motivation as professional athletes but you make that you make that move you you make Reichel go back down to Rockford after the way he's been playing. Like, man, it's just a it's it's just another clear stamp of tank on this season. And again, I, like I said, I, I don't blame these 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 Blackhawks players for seeing that and thinking, you know, just shrugging their shoulders coming in today and being like, well, back to it, you know, all the all the usual suspects are here, so what, what are we going to go back and do? Yeah. Uh, a couple of saved comments I want to get to. We've got a super chat that I want to acknowledge from uh, No Roids Just Rage. No, that's nope. no, that's, that's yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it's I'm somebody confused. else? I'm confused. That's, we have a No, no Roids Rage, Just Rage. I think No Roids Just Rage has got himself a troll. So you've made it. Way, way to go, buddy. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks for the money. We'll take it. <laughs> thanks for the uh, But bucks. it's actually a good question. Does the fact that the attendance is still respectable – by uh, Davidson, more time regarding the rebuild. 16,000 fans are still buying overpriced concessions. Uh, it doesn't hurt, but I don't think the Hawks, the Hawks expected what probably 12 or 13 per game this they, year. They said, I believe, from what I heard, they were hoping to shoot for an average of 14,000. They'd yeah. be happy with that, and they've been exceeding that. Yeah, so they, they knew that attendance was going to be down. It's I mean, part of the calculation of a rebuild. And I think it... I think 
part of that is that it shows that a lot of this fan base is on board with the vision and on board with the the rebuild, and um, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and there was another question there too, uh, and, and Mario wrote about this today. This is from Lil Taser Boo. Uh, they say, can we talk about Kane's comments on wanting to play with Reichel in the future? He's smart enough to know how it would be interpreted by the media. Is he toying with us right now? I took that as he was talking about this season and hopes that Reichel gets called up and they get to play together. Uh, Mario wrote about it for allchgo.com today. It was really good. Um, I don't know. You're right. And Mario, you said this in your piece that Kane measures everything he says. So who knows? Maybe he's saying, hey, call him up. I want to play with this guy. Or he's saying, maybe I want to be back. I don't know. It's it's really hard to feel like he wants to be back after a game like tonight. But yeah, I wouldn't uh, have been surprised knows? if Pat Brisson was on the Brisson. phone after the first period. <laughs> hey, remember we we're going to have that meeting next week? Uh, actually, I got, I got a text from Patrick right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Kane wants to play with Rackle, but also a little having a little fun with us, maybe. Look, I... I wrote it in the title of the thing. Let's overreact. It was a small comment by by Patrick Kane. Um, you know, honestly, like, yes, he is very calculated in, in what he says to the media, but, you know, it, it, it kind of almost feels like one of those statements that's just kind of, you know, ingrained in, in athletes and say, yeah, maybe I'll play with them someday. Uh, and, and it just kind of came out as, yeah, maybe I'll get to play with them in the future. Like, okay. Uh, but look, there is some truth to Patrick Kane and, and the way that he uh, enjoys playing with, with youthful players. He's said it before. You know, he, he, he likes playing with the young guys. I, I know when, um, uh, when Alex Brinkett was here, when Kirby Doc was here, Brandon Hagel, like, remember all those guys? Uh, you know, they, they, they brought some youthful energy to the, uh, to the team and especially to Patrick Kane, and, and, and he enjoyed playing with those guys. And I'm not saying Lucas Reichel is, is going to uh, – turn the career tables of Patrick Kane, but I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's a small chance, small sliver of the, of the pie chart, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Patrick Kane saw what Lucas Reichel could do, got him a little excited and he can say as much as, you know, he's, he's not really paying attention to anything else, but his, his what's going on right now with him and the Blackhawks and, you know, contemplating his future. This guy knows what Connor Bedard can do. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying it. Maybe there's a, a slight chance that he uh, he wants to see what happens in May and uh, takes his career from there. It's yeah. tough because then you risk losing him for nothing. But, hey, it's just a shame that Reichel can't be here now because there's no room on the top six because Johnson and Kurashevin are combined 25 points. Or they're just, just clogging up the lineup. It's just a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, I – I appreciated that Kyle Davidson spoke today. That was one of the things we said yesterday. Like, hey, you're going to make an unpopular move with your fan base. You need to get out in front of it and, yep. and address it. So kudos to him for doing it. The way he explained it sat better with me than the whole, well, we don't have room for him because Patrick Kane's back. That I wasn't buying for a second. But his logic of putting him down to Rockford to play center if they still envi- if they truly still envision him to be a center, playing him center, top line center on a, on a Calder Cup contender, is better than in their vision than playing wing here in the NHL. Okay, cool. I could buy that. Down. I could buy that better than the original. Well, Patrick Kane's coming back. We can't play him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's an unpopular move, but I get it. And it's Kyle Davidson sticking to his plan. So good for him. Like. It's just I, don't be what, right. what bothers me is is the is the BS fact. It's like I know they can't say like, well, he's too good. They can't say that. Right. So his so his version today on. was better than the hey. You can't be upset when people call it out for what it is, is my point. Right, exactly. And that's what it is. We right. all get it. We're all on board. We all understand. Yes. But don't don't insult our intelligence. If, if Lucas Reichel plays in Rockford this entire season means Lucas Reichel could play on the same line as Connor Bedard next season, sign me the F up. By the way, sign me the F up. Uh, I failed again at my job again, just like the Hawks not prepared to play today. We have a poll question going. Uh, who had the worst start to the day, uh, Trevor Lawrence or the Blackhawks? Uh, what are the results so far? 
It is Blackhawks goalies, 69%. Nice. nice. Guess what? <laughs> I just, I know what you're going to say. I the Jaguars won. They did. They came back and won. That's why my, that's why oh, that tweet has been blowing up. Trevor Lawrence still undefeated on Saturdays, my friends. Yeah, they no, won 31 30. How did it end? Did you see how it ended? Yeah, it was a game winning field goal by the Jaguars. So Because I Jaguars, looked with three seconds wait. left. The yeah. Chargers had the ball on second down. What happened? No, the Jaguars or had the Or the ball. Chargers had the ball. Jaguars had it. Uh, must have been wrong on, the, on yeah. the old interwebs. Yeah, the Jaguars outscored the... The internet misled me? Yeah. Well, I, I never. Jaguars outscored <laughs> the Chargers 31-3 to to end that game. Wow. wow. See? It was 27-0 Chargers at one point. All well, right. So I guess... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. I was wondering why my tweet from three, ha- three and a half hours ago are getting a bunch of snarky replies. Like, check the timestamp, dummies. Oh, yeah, because everyone really thought they were going to come back and win then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we do the uh, four stars of the game and let Mario go home? Sure. I want Mario to stay there all night. <laughs> Pack it up. <laughs> He's they, been they there all day. The, What's another couple hours? The ice co- they almost got the ice covered. The, the hardwood's next. Maybe I'll shoot some hoops before I go home. There, there you, you go. go. Nice. All right, let's do the four stars of the game. The three stars of the game were not Blackhawks. Can you believe it? Your number three star, Alex Wenberg, with two assists. Matty Berniers had a goal and an assist. He was the number two star. And uh, Jared McCann, that guy with the hat trick, yeah, uh, he was the number one star of the game. By the way, Adam Larson, plus seven (laughs) in this game. (laughs) Vince Dunn was a plus six. Good God. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, My four-star of the game, I'm going to give it to Seth Jones. Ended the game with three assists, 23-43 of ice time, three shots on goal. Uh, I think he might have had a stick on that Taves goal, but they, they, you could see after that replay, it was, it they went go, off. did you get it? And he went, no, I didn't get it. It was, it was the, <laughs> the only reason I could tell is because him and I believe it was Alexiak. Yeah. They had, uh, Alexiak had white stick tape. Jones had black stick tape and it ticked off the white tape. That's mm-hmm. how I, yeah. It's racist. Um, three shots, <laughs> a, uh, another shot attempt, a hit. Three giveaways, two takeaways, but a solid game. Only a minus for Seth one Jones. for a yeah, a minus one. Only a minus <laughs> one for a defenseman that gave on a team that gave up eight goals. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, I, but with, there with three it, points. It was yeah. one of those nights where Seth Jones was doing a lot of the little things right, intercepting passes, breaking things up. Yeah. I think honestly, and we can get to this on an off day show. He has been hit the best he's been as a Blackhawk over the last two weeks or so. Yeah. I think he's put a, together a really nice, not just because of the points, just overall the defense has been better. He's more aggressive shooting. He's been better on the power play. Uh, I think I don't want to say he's finally feeling comfortable, but he's played his best his best hockey since I joining think maybe Chicago. Maybe that thumb is a hundred percent. That, that could, yeah, helps too. that's certainly a factor too. Yep. Yeah, that could be a big factor. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Taylor Radish who almost leads the Blackhawks in goals now. There you go. Uh, He has a a goal. No, a radish is a a vegetable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Steven said that's nuts. I said, no, a radish is a vegetable. Okay. (laughs) I forgot that nobody nobody outside of the studio could hear Yeah, my mic was not on there. (laughs) Anyway, Taylor Radish, a goal, two assists, a three-point night, only a minus one as well. Uh, almost 18 minutes of ice time. He had four shots on goal, including the one that went in. A couple of hits, uh, a couple of giveaways, but everybody had a couple of giveaways tonight. Yeah. So uh, Taylor Radish, uh, he is making the most of his opportunities playing in the top six. That's why he cannot be removed from said top That's six. That's right, exactly. Yeah, hey, I mean, we, we said, can you move Taylor Radish down? And apparently you can't. So. He's, te- he's proving why he is cemented in the top six. Yeah, I mean, if, if he was moved down, we would have had to rename the the garden. So, got to got to keep him up in the top six. Uh, my four star of the night originally was going to go to Jonathan Taze, and and if I didn't change it midway through the game and make Steven change the graphic, I would have kept it Jonathan Taze. But uh, I'm going to go with Jake McCabe here. Uh, he was uh, active defensively. Um, he, he did take the the four minute high sticking penalty, but could you blame him? I would have wanted to get off the ice too, the way that first period was going. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he uh, he he didn't uh, wasn't a plus or minus, but he wasn't a minus in a game in which you know the the, the team allowed eight goals. Uh, he had uh, I believe it was three shots and three hits on the night. Very McCabean effort uh, for him. Uh, but I also want to give credit too to Jonathan Taze. Uh, snapped a nine or no, I'm sorry, eight game uh, goal drought. Uh, also had an assist and addressed the addressed the media after the game. It's not easy. Uh, coming out and facing, you know, all of our all all of us after uh, that kind of game. So uh, credit credit to that uh, for Jonathan Taze to do that comes with the captaincy. Uh, and and I think one thing that he said tonight uh, that I hope will resonate with the rest of the locker room is that you know that coming out and the way that they played in front of this crowd tonight was he said that's probably the most disappointing thing uh, that comes from this game is is you know, the way that they played and, and the Blackhawks fans coming out, continuing to show them support through the through thick and thin this season, um, crediting the Blackhawks fans with being the best in the NHL, crediting the Blackhawks fans uh, specifically in the Chicago fan base for being the ones that kind of go above and beyond and showing their team support, especially this season. Uh, and, and for Taze to say that, you know, it, it was almost most disappointing to, to let them down in, in, with this kind of effort was, uh, I, I think, was something that was 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 pointed and um, honestly, I felt should have been said. So credit to Taze for, for that as well. Hey, we are real critical of his uh, off-ice comments last year. He has been nothing but a pro this year uh, off the ice, saying the right things, being, being there after the tough game. So, yeah, he deserves credit. Also, shout out to Patrick Kane, a goal and seven shots on goal for the Hawks in this one. So... Yeah. Uh, solid game for 88. Uh, he's back. So, Mario, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, safe remember, trip home, uh, remember to vote for Jake McCabe for the uh, NHL All-Star vote. That's still going on. That's right. And uh, do you guys, you said you had a question for me? Mm, oh, yeah. Who would be, uh, if you had to, oh, if, yeah. that was a long time ago. If you had to bet on <laughs> one current non-Ice Hawk or Black Hawk to make the NHL roster next year, who would it be? So, Someone playing in the Western League or in college. Oh, so someone in the system? Yeah. I said Del Mastro. Uh, that was my pick. Yeah. I If I'm putting money on it, I would say uh, probably Ethan Del Mastro. Yeah. Yeah, He'll be, I agree. Uh, he's, he seems to be the most physically ready uh, of the prospects, and um, I believe he will be – eligible to play in the AHL based on age. So uh, he'll at least be with the ice hogs. And uh, I would, I would be hard pressed to believe that he won't, uh, he won't push for some NHL time next season. Del Mastro and Allen will both be eligible to play in the AHL. So I could see them going to AHL and then that moving guys like Vlasic and Regula up to that Blackhawks, at least to start the year and then see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait till next year. My my (laughs) second bet is Connor Bedard. So, That'd be nice too. <laughs> exactly. Well, they got, once he's in the system, he's an NHL player. <laughs> All right, Mario. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for reminding me to ask you the question. Yes, of course. <laughs> Somebody was paying attention. All Good right. To know. Take care. That's Mario Tirabasi from New UC. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. And as soon as this podcast is over, his three Hawks hits will be published at allchgo.com. Why not become a member? Uh, you can read that and get a discount on our upcoming Blackhawks takeover which is happening on February 10th. More details to follow, but that date is locked in. Hawks, Coyotes, Friday, February 10th. The CHGO Blackhawks takeover is happening, so save the date. Yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Uh, you know what else a lot of people can't wait for? It's to get back on the golf course. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, the Blackhawks are going to be getting on the golf course a lot earlier than most NHL teams this year, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, maybe except for the few lucky guys who get traded to a Stanley Cup playoff team. But when it is time to get back to the golf course, you need to check out our friends at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear here at CHGO, and if you wear it, you're going to get tons of compliments on and off the golf course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even... The Favorite Beer Sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. That's one more than a six-pack. Keeps drinks cold the entire round. I'd fill that bad boy up with some Diet Cokes. Be 
rocking it on the golf course. How many liquid deaths fit in there? As, as a, I drink my seven Diet Cokes as I shoot 182. <laughs> so check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15.15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy and to start a project Call them at 855-433-2700. For more info, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Before we get to our tank standings, we got two super chats we want to acknowledge. Windy City Hockey says the first period of play was a disgrace to hockey. Well, for the Blackhawks it was. The Kraken fans probably liked it a lot. And a no rage just roids. This is very confusing. He said, Jay, love seeing you at the I'm Fat podcast today. Thank you. If you see me in public and don't say hi, you're weird. Just say hi, especially if you come to an event. Yeah. Don't be shy. I'm not going to bite you. Unless you're that weird guy that got in the elevator and stood face to face with me today. That Dude, was, the elevator is full. Get the next yeah, well, one. Well, he didn't want to get on. It was his mom yeah, his, slash wife. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell what the relationship was. You're right. The wife. It was the old lady. And I was like, nope, we're fitting my fat ass on this elevator. <laughs> and he had, he, I think that guy was on the bar crawl because he smelled like a the bottom of a Goose Island can, which is usually a good smell when, unless it's mixed with bad breath. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, get out of my face. And then Chris Chelios walked on. Yeah. Yeah. That would, and then the people in the back of the order, let us off. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. Calm down, everybody. They're okay. We let them off, and then they got to meet Chris Chelios. Yeah. So it was a good day. Someone called Chris Chelios chief. You know, it was, you know it was a bad game when our elevator ride down from the press box is the highlight of the night. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get the PNX any legends tonight, so yeah. maybe next time. All right. Let's get to the tank standings before we wrap this bad boy up. Good news, no roids, just rage. The Hawks are back on top of the back tank in business. <laughs> Columbus beat our friends in Detroit. Columbus got Captain Boone Jenner back. I've been saying this for weeks. The Blue Jackets are going to get guys back. They're not going to be as bad as they've been all yep. season long. Boone Jenner, their captain, leading scorer, back in the lineup, and they, they tried to choke it away against Detroit, but... You know, Detroit was one of those teams that people were all about, hey, they're going to make the playoffs. They went out and signed Pudwag David Perron and all these other <laughs> veterans, and they're not very good at hockey, and I love it. David Pudwag. Uh, but you cannot question Steve Eiserman. No. You can't. You're an idiot if you do that. No. Everything he touches turns to gold. He's qualified because he played hockey. No, he's a really good GM, but still, he's not the greatest of all time, like people are naming him already. Uh, so the Hawks on top of the tank standings. 26 points in 41 games. Anaheim with 28 points in 43 games. Columbus has 28 and 42 after the win tonight. Arizona 31 and 42. And the Sharks heating up 34 and 44 for the Sharks. So the Hawks back on top of the tank standings. All is right with the world. We've got 51 likes. If we get to 55, we'll do an extra spin. That's not too big of an ask. Four more likes. We can do that. Let's do it. Let's spin that wheel, Steven. And let's see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we uh, get a good result here from tankathon.com as I stall for more likes. <laughs> Waiting for likes. We, uh, there's 54. All right, let's spin it once, and by then we should have 55 for sure. All right, I got Montreal, Columbus, and Chicago. That's no good. We don't tankathon, like that. Tankathon loves putting us third. We got let's, our 55th like, by the way. All right, all right we get one it. more. Let's reset. All right, smash it. And with the third. Christ. They love putting us in third. I'm I telling you. I don't like the tankathons. It's VPN time. Yeah. 
Yep. Vancouver, Don't we have Columbus, some in the Chicago. tank from the other night? Then we bank a few spins. It was, we said if, it they, was if, they do, if they did it first, we would stop and we would save some of those spins for I later. think we got one more banked. Because we did use ago, an extra one the other night. One. All right. All right. Well, let's do one more. We got to end on better than third. Yeah, it sucks. All right. Here we go. Give us at least number two. There, there we, we go. go. All yeah. right. Thank kudos to me for remembering we had an extra spin. Chicago, Ottawa, Anaheim. I could uh, I could see Adam Fentilli in a Sens uniform. Yeah, I can sure. see it. That looks, that fits. Yeah. He wears number 19. He can't play here. Sure he can. It's taken. Not next year. Seat's taken. Oh, could you imagine? No one's going to wear it next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The city would burn. Oh, uh, uh, well, that was hey, fun. Believe if you could give 27 to Ty Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right after you trade Reed Jeremy Rona. Wouldn't Reed Simpson another one? Uh, Some Reed, no, Reed, Reed Simpson, Simpson was 33, I believe. I'll Reed Simpson in the press box tonight. Oh, nice. So you got to point these old guys out to me. Out of context, I can't, like, connect them. Um, I did pull... Uh, who was the old hawk I pulled out of my ass today? Todd White. Todd White. You knew his number. Girl number 26. That's number one in your program. Number 26 you, in your hearts. That's or whatever why you it is. sit there because you can remember Todd White's number. I'm full of useless knowledge. I thought Todd White was the safety for the Bears in 85. <laughs> well, it was probably somebody white. Now who's being racist? You're thinking of Gary Fensick. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're off uh, tomorrow and Monday. That's a shame. We're back Tuesday for post game. So we'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs>